0: Following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee.
1: Let me say something else, too, about Mo Pat. Mo has done it all. I mean, he's covered the Titans. He's covered the Vols. He's done high school. He's a fantastic writer. He's now actually hosting a talk show every day in Columbia that is outstanding.
2: I got to tell you, you guys just
0: killed it this weekend. As 2021 comes to an end, so too does the holiday rush we love so much. What about it, boys? I am so glad Christmas is over. (laughs) If folks did not follow you guys this weekend, boy, they missed the treats. Speaking of treats, better late than never.
1: So he comes by playing Santa Claus, drops off some bags, and, and takes off. Well, in a bag is checks Mix for the three of us. So I hand off Chris and J.P.'s to Chris, and I've eaten mine. And Joe, you see where that got us. Yeah. If don't worry about anything tastes that bad, we'll go by
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> it's non-perishable, is that what <don't> you're
1: saying? <laughs> Joe's Chex Mix cockroaches, Nuclear war, all of time but
0: we don't always get what we want. Richard, it's, it's okay. Everybody understands keyboard indeed. And I did I'm, have some. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak professional help, bro. So out with the holiday cheer and back to hard-hitting opinions.
1: You know, let me try to be as polite and politically correct uh, as <laughs> I can. But this new reclassification and redistricting for basketball and the other sports is the dumbest thing I've ever seen.
0: You know what they say about opinions, right?
1: They've been pushing for it for Years, and almost as soon as they got it, you started hearing about how people didn't like Yeah.
3: Look, it's like my fourth wife. It's ever what you asked.
0: So on the cusp of a new year, welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao.
4: Welcome what? back in. And we are talking Tennessee Titans football in hour number two. And then we will get to... The remainder of the bowl season will pick everything left except the national championship because we don't know who's going to be in it. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to spend an entire final segment of the day talking about those two playoff games and breaking those down for you, and looking forward to it. But right now, let's talk. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little Tennessee Titans mode because. Positive, David Long back on the practice field yesterday. Uh, It looks like the the defensive middle is getting about as healthy as it can be, so that's a positive. And this defense is kind of what's going to make it – they're going to make this team – successful or not because obviously the offense has to do what it's going to do but defense has got to get stops because the offense still isn't quite fully healthy.
1: Yeah, I mean um you know, Jeff Simmons up front uh, Danico Autry, what is his situation? Um I, I know we're getting ready to talk to Andrew in a second but I mean we, we've we got to have that defense as, as healthy as it can be because Like you said, the offense is still, you know, a little bit away as we get ready for these last two regular season
4: games. They are, in fact, but I think it's – I think – let's see here. I don't see anything – I don't see anything about Autry, so I'm just not sure. Um. So, yeah, I do know that Taylor LeJuan is back, Saffold is back, but Nate Davis is on. So I'm not sure what the right side of the line is going to look like. Uh, Andrew, do you have any any insight? Andrew, more joining us now.
2: Uh, as far as I understand, uh, with the new protocols the NFL just came out with, I think if you're asymptomatic, it's only a five-day stint on uh, – on the COVID list. If you have the symptoms, I think it's a full 10 days or until you get healthy again. Um, So I know we got some players that went on there on Tuesday on my birthday. I believe I think Autry was the biggest one that stood out to me. So, I mean, realistically, as long as he's not symptomatic, he could be ready to go by Sunday, I think, along with pretty much anybody else. As long as they don't get put on the list today, um, you could very well see all these players back in the uh, uniforms for the game on Sunday.
1: I I like the way you snuck in your birthday being Tuesday. Happy birthday!
2: Hey, it was it was probably the the, the worst part of my birthday was reading that at uh, Puckett's with my family. But other than that, you know, you can't really complain too much when you have a birthday, you know.
1: Well, and and Puckett's not a bad way to celebrate it either. Um, you know. It's been a while since this team played, <laughs>
4: which is a good thing for the Titans. Yeah. Typically,
2: all right, sorry, I'm, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you guys. I'm sorry. No, that's Uh-oh. all
1: right. We were we were just kind of talking about the the downtime that this team has has experienced since playing on the Thursday before Christmas. Um, what do you feel like the effect of that is as they go into this Dolphins game against a Miami team that played on Monday night?
3: Hello? Yeah. You mean uh, just
2: I'm, – I'm trying to figure out – I don't know if it's my phone or what, but I'm having a real hard time getting a connection right here.
4: Um, I'll, I'll tell you, Mo, I, I, I'm really – I really think that this is a, a Dolphins team that is riding high, so – whatever momentum there is the titans are going to have to find a way to to shut that down early because if they get if they get something going early they could be trouble yeah you know they they beat a really
1: shorthanded new orleans team on monday night and like you said they've got some momentum going but at the same time it's kind of momentum with an asterisk when you look at who they've beaten over this current Right Seven. Seven-game win streak. Yeah, and and not a whole lot of what you would consider quality wins, really. I don't think so. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I, I think scoring first, which yeah, duh. But I, I think if the Titans could maybe get up on this team a little bit and and put them in some adverse situations, maybe maybe you get a different Miami team under those conditions.
2: Well, whoever well, played... me wants, to, wants to agree and say, you know, it's not real quality wins, but you know, seven in a row after uh, losing seven straight is still something that's really impressive. It's something that we as Titans fans kind of went through. Was that back in 09 started the season? Oh, and six and almost made the playoffs. So you got to give Miami a little bit of credit for what they've been able to do. Um, what the biggest thing when it comes to really any success with this team the way it's built right now is you have to get on them early you have to establish that lead early and you have to keep pounding them in the face as the game goes on Now we know this team can come back from behind but now that i'm one year older and my heart is a little bit weaker than it is i don't know if i can really i don't know if i can survive many more of those games like we did uh, last thursday
1: yeah no doubt um this Dolphin team, they opened this seven-game win streak with a 17-9 win over Houston. Uh, they defeated Baltimore 22-10. That might be their biggest or most significant victory. Um, defeated one at the Jets. Uh, defeated Carolina. Defeated the Giants. Won at home against the Jets. And then this 20-3 to win on Monday night against New Orleans that was down to, you know, popcorn salesman at quarterback so i mean it it's but i but as mike vrabel has said it's tough to win a game in the nfl and so you know to that point andrew you're right i mean running off seven straight after losing seven straight it does get your attention but you know pounding them in the face early and often it it would just be interesting to see if that's the case how they respond to that
2: absolutely um and it's it's. i think just being at home on sunday is also going to help this team uh just in the spot that we're in uh you, you like to feel confident that you know we have this division under wraps um, but you just never know those pesky little colts will not go away so i think being at home i don't know if the cold weather is going to affect the game uh on sunday coming you know with uh a, with a, a very South Florida team coming up here, which is probably going to be a thirty degree difference between Miami and and Nashville on Sunday. Um,
1: Sounds but, like it's uh, going to be a uh, thirty degree difference play. in Nashville <laughs> you know, between t- between kickoff between, and between the, the game, but no, between Saturday
4: and Sunday. That too. Yeah, yeah I, I'm just. Uh. I'm looking forward to, to, to a game against the Dolphins that doesn't last
2: seven hours. Oh, oh man. You know, <laughs> just gotten, I, I just recovered from that game maybe about the other day, and now I'm starting that things i be starting all over again. That was one of the worst Sundays I've ever had in my entire life. You start watching a game at, at noon, and your your game doesn't end till like 6.30 clock that day and then after all of that you lose. That's that's not that's not the best Sunday of watching football that I could imagine.
4: So, let me let, let me just throw this little tidbit out at you. Obviously, we all know that Ryan Tannehill is playing against his former team, right? That's that's a that's would, a given.
2: I would I would love to see Ryan Tannehill go out there and remind him why they drafted him, I think 8th overall in 2012 and why, you, uh, why it's very important to build a team around a quarterback instead of just expecting a quarterback to make a team, um, which is exactly what Miami did. Um, so I would love for Ryan Tannehill to go out there and, and, and prove to that front office that, hey, you know what, you messed up, and thank you so much for sending me here because it's, it's just made my career everything it should have been down in Miami. Well, here's what's
4: on the line for Ryan Tannehill one, obviously beating his former team. Two, can secure the AFC South. Three, he would become the winningest quarterback within the first three seasons with this franchise in the history of the Titans Oilers franchise. And he only played thirteen games his first season.
2: That's pretty impressive. I mean that's that's huge. That's I've never I knew he was getting up there and wins. I know he's only lost what maybe fifteen games since being here. I've I've actually looked at that stat, but now that I'm hearing it, it makes complete sense and it's really it's really impressive. Like I said, what he's been able to do, how he helped resurrect this team from being two and four just a couple of seasons ago, to help and lead us to the AFC Championship game, and now on the cusp of back to back AFC South championships. I mean, there there's a lot of Ryan Tannehill haters, and there's many times where you know, I get a little frustrated with them, but I mean, we know what the alternative is. We know that very well here in Tennessee. So, I mean, as, as Titans fans, we should be happy. We should be grateful and we should always, always expect something special out of Ryan Tannehill. Cause he's helped turn this franchise uh, around and has has really kind of also helped Mike Rabel and John Robinson probably get extensions at the end of this year.
1: <laughs> no doubt. You know, um, it's tough to always take that big picture look at things. But I think when you, when you're dealing with Ryan Tannehill, you, you have to open up, open up your, your perspective a little bit because there've been times when he hasn't been great, but overall, uh, who would you rather have? So, um,
2: yeah. Here, here's the thing. Ryan Tannehill, he's not Tom Brady. He's not, you know, Phil Rivers. He's not, uh, Peyton Manning, but for what he is and what he is for this team right now, I mean, I, you can't really ask for, I mean, we, he showed it in the second half against San Fran. That's why we have Ryan Tannehill on this team. Um, so for, for what he is and what he does for this team, I don't think you can find a better quarterback for us right now.
4: I mean, I, I would take some, but like you said, he's the most important. He's the most important guy on the team because he understands his role. He understands how to do his job, and he does it each and every week. So you you can't argue with that. All right, fellas. Sunday noon, Dolphins at the Titans. When we come back, we're talking bowls, so stick around after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
1: Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff.
4: Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity.
4: Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our OrthoQuick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Once again, live from the Lee Company Studio, with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yao.
4: Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. As it is the final show of 2021, we will be back on Monday, January 3rd. So enjoy your New Year, your your New Year's Eve celebrations. Enjoy them responsibly, as we told you yesterday. Please do that. Um, it's time to – I guess go through the rest of these bowls, which means we get to bring in JP. But um, I am currently ten and fifteen on the season, by the way, with some games to be played. But I am one in four in the games in games featuring SEC teams. The only game I picked correctly was the. Um, UCF over Florida. So struggling right now. Struggling. Yeah, South Carolina earlier today took down North Carolina 38 31. Didn't see that one coming. So, JP? Yes. Let's see. <laughs> what, what, what is your record? Your uh, record is 11 11-
0: I had a a better day yesterday.
4: 11 and 14.
0: Yep. So I I picked up three yesterday, did I not, with that number?
4: I I think so. You you picked Oklahoma, Clemson, and Maryland. So, well done.
0: There you
1: go.
4: I did not. I picked Oregon to cover Oklahoma. Mo, where are you at after?
1: 12 and 13. Oh, no. Wow. Twelve and thirteen, yes. Um, did not see this one again. This North Carolina thing playing out the way it did today. Um,
4: None of us did.
1: Missed missed Oregon last night. Um, Should have went with Big Game Bob, obviously, but um, clearly, <laughs> yeah. Twelve and, and thirteen. You picked Did you not? Did you pick Iowa State as well? I did pick Iowa State. Yeah,
4: yeah. So interesting. Uh, I mean, I expected Clemson to win just because I thought defensively they were just too good, and that's ended up being the difference. I mean, there you go. Period. All right, JP, take over. We got six games to get through, so let's do it.
0: All right, uh, so we'll get right into it. Uh, we'll start off uh, with as I scroll on down, we've got uh, the Outback Bowl Saturday morning. At 11 a.m. Central, Penn State versus Arkansas. So uh, it is uh, Penn State, a a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one, Mo. uh, The SEC, a dog in this one.
1: I have really liked K.J. Jefferson all season. And I think that Penn State's play at quarterback has been really up and down all year. And on the basis of that, I'm, I'm calling the hogs in this one.
4: Um, the line has since moved to Arkansas as a two point favorite. Wow. So I'm going to go with the hogs (laughs) because they went from a four and a half point dog to a two point favorite. So, yeah, uh, I mean, and I think it's exactly that. I think KJ Jefferson is just too dynamic for this Penn State defense to take care of. Uh, he does too much.
0: Um, that's interesting how it's how it's moved. Um, and you know, of course, a lot of it is is who is uh, who's playing, who's not. Uh, you know, as, as things go on, and and of course, a reminder our listeners and viewers, the lines that we have are from early on they get locked in, uh, so everybody can participate. So, uh, so there's a lot of shifting. So Arkansas, I, I, I like them too, especially at plus four and a half. Um, you know, I think the sec is about to go on a little run here. We saw, we saw earlier today, of course, South Carolina. Uh, I did not select them. I had North Carolina, but, um, Shane Beamer's had his team ready to play today. They obviously wanted it more. It was apparent. Um, I think Arkansas will be ready as well. Although it's hard to count out James Franklin. He did well in bowl games at Vanderbilt. Yes, bowl games at Vanderbilt. So,
1: <laughs> thanks for uh, the reminder. That should be <laughs> enough right there.
0: <laughs> so, but but I like Arkansas. I like Arkansas this one. So, all right. Uh, so we'll move on to the uh, Fiesta Bowl. This is going to be Saturday uh, at uh, noon Central, early start, uh, and that's going to be. Is that eleven? Are they Mountain Time out in Arizona, or uh, they yes. can be Pacific? Yes, mountain? they are.
1: They are an hour behind us right now.
0: Okay, because they they're one of those places like Indianapolis that never changes. Mo, right. Right. Mo
4: would know. Mo has an inside connection. A couple of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, an 11 a.m. start local time, Oklahoma State Notre Dame. Notre Dame just missing out on the playoffs. Uh, their new coach coming in, of course, uh, who is an old coach there, uh, the defensive coordinator. It appears that they have rallied around him. But, uh, Mo, Notre Dame, a two and a half point favorite in our pool here. Uh, over Oklahoma State, ranked ninth, by the way, in the playoff range.
1: Yeah, you know, my initial pick was Oklahoma State in light of the coaching staff, uh, coaching situation. But like you said, I, I really think that this team has and will rally around Marcus Freeman, the former defensive coordinator who was elevated to the new coaching spot following Brian Kelly's departure. Um I'm gonna stay with the Cowboys. I think they've played some pretty good ball here down the stretch. Um, but it's it's a shaky pick. Shaky says.
4: Risk. yeah, you know, this is basically a pick' against two really good football teams. The fact is that Oklahoma State has played two two decent defenses all year long, and they've gotten beaten both times. So I'm going with the Irish. I think you know they they just have too much um, on the in the run in the run defense for Oklahoma State to be able to to, to do anything. So I've I've got the Irish here.
0: Um. Yeah, Mo, I'm I'm with you. I, I think uh, the way this Notre Dame football team has responded to the announcement of uh, Freeman as their coach, uh, and I've been real impressed with him so far. I think he'll he'll have that team ready to go. And talent wise, I think they've got more. Um, I like that at two and a half. If it were like five or six, I, I might be a little iffy. But at two and a half, as Chris mentioned, basically a pick'em. So I'm I'm on the Irish on uh, on this one in the Fiesta Bowl for all the Tostitos, as
3: let <laughs> would
0: say. All right, uh, we go next to the Citrus Bowl, where you can spell citrus without U-T, although you can't spell Music City without U-T, by the way. It is uh, number 15, Iowa, and number 22, Kentucky. You both are trying to spell in your head, aren't you? Music City? Yeah. You U- also U-T. can't
4: spell Kentucky without U-T, but That's hey. That's true. Here
0: we are, sure. yeah. Iowa and Kentucky and uh, the Hawkeyes, fifteenth ranked in the country. Kentucky, twenty-two in the playoff rankings, but Kentucky, a one and a half point favorite in this one, in the Citrus Bowl Saturday at noon. Mo,
1: Iowa burned me a few times over the course of the season. I, I thought they were better than they were. Um. I think Kentucky really wants to go out with a bang right here, and I think they got an opportunity to do it, like you guys said about the last game. At one and a half, this is basically a pick them, but I'm going with the Wildcats here.
4: Okay, all right, Chris. Kentucky's offense far too dynamic. Iowa will not be able to stop them. Kentucky will score all the points, and (laughs) for all All the the, tostitos. (laughs) I, <laughs> Iowa might be able to score a little, but they won't score enough. And their best defense is going to be their offense, keeping the ball away from Kentucky. And I just don't think it's going to be enough. i got Kentucky in this one.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, basically a pick them So I, I start to look at secondary, you know, who's more happy to be there than the other. You look at the trajectory of both of these teams – Uh, at least the perception, Iowa may be disappointing a little bit because they got up to number two and then they lost and and did not get to the Big Ten Championship or did not win the Big Ten Championship. Kentucky uh, feels like they're on the rise. They they beat Florida. Uh, They had a couple of other really big wins. Um, And I just think that that momentum – uh, internally will carry them, uh, especially in a pickup game. And I, I'm with Chris. I, I think the offense for Kentucky is going to be too strong for Iowa. So I like Kentucky as well in this one. Now we uh, move to, uh, as they say, the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, New Year's Day, uh, 4 p.m. Central Time. Number 11, Utah, the Pac-12 champs versus Ohio State, ranked sixth. In the college football playoff rankings, and the Buckeyes are a seven and a half point favorite. Although a couple of um, key players are not playing, including uh, standout wide receiver Chris Olave, will not play for the Buckeyes. Um, so, uh, Mo seven and a half point favorites for Ohio State. Uh, Chris, is that line moved?
4: <laughs> you want to guess how? Do you want to guess how far it's moved? Is, is
0: is Utah now a favorite? Twelve points. Utah is a favorite, four
4: and a half.
1: Wow, Utah is a four and a half.
4: It's moved twelve from seven and a half dogs to four and a half point favorites. This is free money, folks.
1: Yep. Goodness gracious, yeah. Um, thank you for letting me know that. I'm all over. I'm I'm all
4: over the these Utes in this one. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Utes. The Utes. Only thirty three percent picked Utah in the Capital One Bowl Mania. That's only thirty three percent. I'm shocked. <laughs> give me, yeah, give me the Utes all day.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's a no brainer. I, I, you know, four and a half point. Utah's a favorite. Is that right now? Yes. I would. I would go with Utah at that. Um, I just I, think Utah. I agree. I just think Utah's playing better. Uh, I don't see Ohio State getting up after. After a crushing defeat to Michigan, not getting in the Big Ten championship game, not going to the playoffs, a couple of players have opted out. It's the Rose Bowl. Utah is just more happy to be there. They're going to have, a, uh, I think, a home-field advantage with their crowd, too. Um, so, you know, I, 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 this is this is Utah's day. It's going to be their shining moment. And uh, I, I just think the youths are, are going to roll in this one over the Buckeyes. And, and I'm okay with somebody rolling over the Buckeyes, personally. Doesn't bother me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm okay with that, right? If you're a true SEC guy, you you, you can't like Ohio State, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, how much time we got? Four and a half, five and a half, three and a half, two, two thirty. He says, "Okay, uh, we've got uh, two more games to go." So, we'll get right into the Sugar Bowl uh, Saturday night. Uh, number seven, Baylor versus number eight, Ole Miss. The Rebels, two-and-a-half-point favorites in the Mercedes-Benz Dome, I think they call it. Nope, it's something new. That's right. It is uh, – Caesar's Palace. Caesar's
4: yeah, Palace. Caesar's Superdome. Caesar's Superdome. Yeah,
0: yeah, the Mannings are Caesars now, too, according to the commercial. So, Mo, Ole Miss, two-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: I, I think the Grove South is going to be rocking mm-hmm. Saturday night. Uh, I like the Rebels in this one.
4: I like the Rebels too. This move, this line has actually moved uh, to a one and a half point favorite for Miss, for Ole Miss. So money going to the Bears, but I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, Ole Miss is going to win this one.
0: Matt Corral's playing, correct? Yeah, everybody's playing for them. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I like Ole Miss. Um, this is this could be one of the better games though. I think of the bowl season. Um, Baylor's good, but I like Ole Miss. The coverage should be close. And then finally, before we take a break, the Texas Bowl on January the fourth, LSU versus Kansas State. And
1: LSU a one and a half point favorite in this one. Mo? I I, I don't know who's gonna be there for LSU. I'm taking Kansas State in this one. Yep. Yeah.
4: I'm with you, Matt Mo. I mean, it's actually moved to Kansas State being a three and a half point favorite, and, and I just I don't know who's going to play for them. Is Kelly coaching for LSU? <laughs> you know, I know, but yeah, I, I don't know who is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Kansas State, I, I just, LSU is, they're not all together. So I think Kansas State uh, gets this one done for sure.
4: Absolutely. All right, when we come back, look, we're going to break down both college football playoff games and give you our picks against the spread here. So stick around. It's going to be fun. And who knows? maybe some surprises in the world of Southern Middle Tennessee sports. So come back with us. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof.
4: And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: The sports talk show you've always wanted. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. From preps to pros. Live from the Lee Company studio.
4: With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Gow. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Final segment of 2021. Yay! Hey, Mo. I don't know if you saw this or not. But Kevin Byard tweeted, "Uh, much love to Titans fans or something," (laughs) which is phenomenal.
1: I think Jeff Simmons (laughs) tweeted something out last night along those lines as well. So yeah, they're (laughs) like, "Hey, we 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 love y'all. Don't don't worry about that other stuff." I think Jeff Simmons said something about you know, shut out the noise and just keep. So, yeah, that was pretty funny.
4: So, remember when we were talking about how, how much disarray Hawaii was in? How bad mm. does the situation have to be for your son to be in the transfer portal? Wow. Todd Graham's <laughs> son has entered the portal. <laughs> That's pretty rough. That made for
1: an interesting Christmas, didn't it?
4: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, by the way <laughs> – Ship's going down, and I'm not going to be on it. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: I'm leaving Paradise for greener pastures. Wow. That's gracious. Oh,
4: man. It takes a
0: lot to leave Hawaii.
4: No doubt. Anyway, it's time to, to break down these college football playoff games. We've talked about them for, I guess, a month now, but we're right on the edge, and it's time. So let's get into it. J.P.?
0: All right, uh, first up will be the Cotton Bowl Friday afternoon. Is that 2.30? Is that right? 2.30 start Central Time? Is that early that's in the afternoon? afternoon? Yep. Current, yeah, that's okay, yeah. That's the typical 2.30 CBS game, if you will. So, yeah, the afternoon. 2.30 uh, Friday, it will be number four Cincinnati, number one Alabama, from um,
4: Alabama's second home. Third yeah, Jerry,
0: Jerry's World out in um, Arlington, Texas. So, so not in the Cotton Bowl, but this is the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, they've not um, played the
4: Cotton Bowl in the Cotton Bowl for it's been several years, years now. Yeah,
0: um, Alabama, a 13-and-a-half-point favorite, the early line there, a near-two-touchdown favorite over Cincinnati, the first group of five to make it in Mo what uh what are your early thoughts on uh cincinnati alabama
1: <laughs> it shouldn't take long i'm just trying to come up with the right way to verbalize it i i just i mean two touchdowns two touchdowns yeah that's 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 child's play i think for alabama um it's unfortunate that this is the draw for cincinnati but i'm not sure who else they would have had any better shot against. The thing is, you know, the group of five has wanted to get into this position. They're in this position. It's one of those be careful what you ask for kind of things. But, I mean, they've they've got a shot. But I I don't think Desmond Ritter can make enough plays against this defense. I think Nick Saban will have this team as – rat poison proof as, as they could possibly be. Um, I mean, 14 points is nothing for this ball game. Uh, Alabama load up.
4: Yeah. 13 and a half is, is it's not as many as it probably needs to be, but it hasn't changed. So clearly even money going both sides, it appears, Uh, you know, Here's the thing about Alabama and Jerry World. As I said, it's their third home right after the Georgia Dome and Bryant-Denny. 5-0 um, oh at AT&T wow. Stadium. Two of those have been college football playoffs semifinal games, in which they have won by a combined score of 69-14. to 14. Hello. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm just telling you.
0: Numbers don't lie.
4: And, and they're – Eight and three in college football playoff games. They've won their last five semifinal games since I lost to Ohio State. Alabama runs the football well enough to keep Cincinnati from trying to make them one-dimensional. Cincinnati is one-dimensional. Um, you know, Desmond Ritter is kind of the guy. But I will say, I do think it's interesting here. I don't know if you saw Jerome Ford, Cincinnati running back. is an Alabama transfer. Sure.
3: Mm.
4: And ran for 1,250 yards, 19 touchdowns this year. But that's still nothing compared to Desmond Ritter is the guy. Desmond Ritter has to be perfect in every facet of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. Perfection, gentlemen, is what you are. What you have to be. That's All we're seeking. If you are Cincinnati, and if you if you fumble my football, I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts, and then you will run a mile. That's exactly what. The, I, Luke Fickle's basically got to give them that speech before the game because they yep. have to be perfect. Alabama is just too good. They're too talented, and there's no way they're going to lose this game. And I don't think there's any chance they lose it, Bob or they win it by less than two touchdowns. So, of course, with that said, I've got to go with Alabama at minus 13 and a half.
0: Yeah, there's there's nobody um, maybe in the history of college football, uh, one of many accolades, I think you can uh, tab on Nick Saban that prepares their team better with this amount of time uh, for a game. Uh, And – You know, I'm sure there there's nobody opting out. Obviously, they've got a national championship to win. Um, He is the best at this, and you know, I don't doubt that Cincinnati will be prepared, and Luke Fickle will have his team prepared, and it will be an interesting um, matchup between the Alabama receivers, of course, without Mitchie. If I'm not mistaken, he he will not be there because of his injury, and the uh, secondary for Cincinnati, which is one of the best in the country um typically though Alabama always wins those matchups uh so I, I I agree with the both of you I think it's an easy win for Alabama I I think it's more towards 17 20 21 points could be 24 um that's just my my gut um but I, I do like Alabama even though it's a big number uh in this one to to advance on what what a difference from heading you know getting out of the iron bowl when alabama escaped i mean escaped um to where they sit now as the odds on favorite again what what a what a difference
4: no question there <laughs> um, it, it, it took a it took a little time for this alabama team to get because they're they're young it took them a little bit of time to get to the level that we're that we're used to seeing alabama play at but they're there. They're back.
0: They are, yes. <laughs> they, they are back uh, for sure. All right, uh, we ready to roll on to the other semifinal? Let's do it. All right, uh, the Orange Bowl primetime game Friday night, New Year's Eve. It's a hell of a way to ring in the new year uh, with some good football right here. Number three, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. And uh, the Big Ten champs, uh, seven-and-a-half-point dogs to the dogs. Down in Miami at um, I think it's still called Hard Rock Stadium. I'm not sure, but it's where the Dolphins play, where the Hurricanes play. Um, Seven and a half touchdown and a hook
1: mo. Well, when they showed a clip earlier today on the worldwide leader, they showed the the sign up on the side of the stadium, and it did say Hard Rock. So I assume, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm picking Georgia just because of what they've done all year this year um, and, and I think it's I think it's really a kind of a desperate situation for Georgia. I, I mean I, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks this thing could go sideways real quick for Kirby Smart I think um, if if they look as bad in this ball game as they did in the SEC championship game. Uh, I I think they have to win this ball game just for for their fan base and for everything else. I and and I think they're capable. Um, it took Michigan a while to get to the level that they're playing at right now, but it was the Big Ten. I I just like Georgia in this ball game.
4: Interesting, Chris. Seven and a half points is a lot of points in this one, I think. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Mo, what you said, and this is the key, what you said is what they've done all year long. What's the one thing that that Georgia has done all year long better than anybody else in the country? Stop the run. And Michigan's calling card is the run game. Jordan Davis will be the key for this Georgia team, and they are going to absolutely destroyed Michigan up front mm. and I think if if I'm you if I if, I, if I'm out there and I'm a better 45 and a half points is a pretty low number I still think it's going to be lower than that I think both defenses are just too good despite the fact that both teams uh Georgia 442 yards a game Michigan 451 yards a game I don't think that that's going to be the case. These two defenses are just too good, and Georgia's going to win, and they're going to win by more than seven and a half. So you said the number is 45? 45 and a half on the over-under. So It's 23-22. 28-17. <laughs> 20, uh, would be under.
1: Would be under and would be? A cover. Seven and a half. Yep. eleven. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah. Definitely. If I'm going anywhere with any kind of, um, any kind of green, it is definitely the over under. I agree with you. I think it'll be um under that for sure. The defenses uh, are just exceptional. Um, you know, I there's something special to me about Michigan this year, and the momentum of getting over the hump against Ohio State. Um, I was. Curious to see how they would respond to the Big Ten Championship game. Thought they might come back down to earth a little bit. They did not. And they carried that over into a a convincing win uh, in the Big Ten Championship game. I think they continue that. Um, Georgia, now, granted, how will they respond? We don't know. Um, You know, coming out of uh, that Alabama uh, beatdown. I mean, it was a beatdown. And they've had a lot of time to think about it. Can you forget about it and move on? I don't know. Uh, so we'll we'll see. but uh, at seven and a half, I definitely like Michigan to cover. And at this point right now, I would lean towards a Michigan win. I, I just feel there's something special about this team now. you know, I wouldn't be shocked either way, however this went. Because uh, these are two very good football teams. I'm just not sure how Georgia is going to respond. I'm not sure their offense can do what they need to do. And I think if anybody is capable of pushing that defensive front of Georgia, Michigan has the guys to do it if anybody can. so, uh, But that will be a fun matchup. But I like Michigan to cover for sure.
4: All right, there you go. That's the – final segment of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today of 2021. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us all year long. We start again January 3rd. Same bat time, same bat channel. We appreciate again all of you out there listening and we hope that you will join us in 2022. Please again be responsible over this weekend and make sure to uh, drink responsibly and gather responsibly if you are doing either of those two things. (laughs) Mo, it's been fun. I'll see you next year. JP, same to you. Happy New
0: Year, fellas. Absolutely. Y'all be safe.
4: For the Hall Hall of Famer and JP, I'm Chris saying have a great rest of the year (laughs) and stay cool, Columbia.